For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. The panel. Looking forward to this, really am. Jamie Wall with us this morning. Lavina, good uh, on a morning uh, where we're hearing out of Australia, of all places, that uh, Nathan Brown and the Warriors have parted company. That is um, uh, something that was told by Michelle Ross, who is a journalist on behalf of Seven Sports, and uh, she was uh, talking uh, when she said that to Greg Alexander. Uh, and uh, also to uh, Andrew Voss. I think it was Michelle Ross. It might not be Michelle Ross, but uh, in fact, it was Michelle Bishop. There you go, Ian. Get your names right. Uh, Lavina, good. Good morning to you on that subject. Uh, are you hearing anything? Does your info tell you anything? Have we seen the last of Nathan Brown? Well, I did hear a rumour yesterday that it got around camp that Nathan Brown had expressed to some of the players that um, he wasn't willing to come back and move to New Zealand when the Warriors were to return home for next season permanently. So if that's the case, um, I guess there's been a fair bit of dissension in the ranks. And I'll be really honest with you, Smitty, I think the Warriors have been playing like a side that is showing no respect to their coach or a leadership platform whatsoever. They're not making tackles, making heaps of mistakes. And we've all been kind of going, what's going on with the Warriors? On paper, they look really, really good. But the performance has been well and truly below par. I mean, losing five games in a row doesn't even have anything to do with it. It's just the the culture and the attitude out on the pitch from the players. So I did hear some rumours that apparently Nathan Brown had expressed his dissension that he didn't want to move to New Zealand. And you can just imagine if you're a, a New Zealand Warrior player and you've got a coach saying, oh, fellas, love you, work hard, make the tackles, injure yourself, do what you've got to do, but I'm not going to move to New Zealand when you guys go home, even though you've been living in Australia since 2019 and made heaps of sacrifices. So on the back of mm. that, I guess the rumour mill has absolutely started and people are starting to question as to whether or not he'll have a future with the Warriors. Absolutely pertinent word you use there is sacrifice. Now, uh, that to me is, is uh, integral in this, Jamie, because you ask your players, as a coach, you ask your players to sacrifice uh, week after week, sacrifice your body, sacrifice everything, you know, for the sake of the team, etc. cetera. Uh, here's a bloke who must have known at some point, uh, you know, all going well, the New Zealand Warriors were actually, funnily enough, going to play in New Zealand. What the hell's going on here, Jamie? Well, to be honest, Smithy, and good morning to you and good morning with you. Um, I find it. I find the whole thing a little bit insulting, really. Um, to think that um, that that I don't want to move to New Zealand. I mean, we've heard that from uh, you and Aiken. We've now heard it from Matt Lodge, and now we're hearing it from Nathan Brown. Um, would any of them be saying that uh, had the Warriors been doing all right and winning? Uh, I don't. I don't think so. And but it turned into something like. Oh well, uh, you know it's going to have a detrimental effect on myself and my family and and whatever. It's just rubbish. You, you've been hired to do a job. Uh, surely that you know you're going to be coming back to New Zealand at some stage. So I, I think this is just this whole moving to New Zealand thing is is uh, it's just being used as a way of trying to get out of a of a situation um, that they don't. Yeah, and I, honestly, I'm just running out of things to say. Warriors. Uh, we've had this conversation, like I said, like three times about this this one issue. Um, Brown was always going to be on the outer uh, at, at, at some stage. Uh, personally, I think he might see out the rest of the season. We just have conversations every week about how how much worse the Warriors are getting. 
but I mean, to see him go now isn't if, if, if these rumours are true. To be fair, um, considering it's sort of come in the last hour or so, uh, you know, if, if this was um, if this is if this is the case, it's not going to be that much of a, uh, a surprise. Really, like where the Warriors go to, that's the real, and that's the thing we should really be talk about. Well, that is, uh, I guess, uh, Lavina. that is the thing. Where to now? If that is the case and he's not here this week, I mean, you can't get someone from, uh, unless you could, I suppose, get someone from Australia. There's a Maguire floating around, we're told. He could be gone. What would you do if you're, if you're Cameron George and uh, would, you, would you wipe him now? It's too late. They should have made a decision before the start of the year and I'm sure he would have indicated way back then that if he had to move to New Zealand to to be the caretaker of the Warriors, he was never going to do it. And that's when the owners and management should have said, you're not the right person for the job. He's displayed the fact he's not the right person for the job. He didn't have tremendous statistics for any other team, including the Newcastle Knights. So he was never top of the list when it came to best performing coaches. It was always going to be difficult to try and get a super coach over here. But, you know, I think when um, Cameron Smith retired from the Melbourne Storm at the end of last, year it would have been really cool for the Warriors knowing full well that Craig Bellamy was about to give up his post at the Melbourne Storm to put all that money on the line and say how about the two of you come over and teach us about team culture because that's something that the Melbourne Storm has certainly had over the past decade so those decisions needed to be made six months ago Smitty and you know hindsight's great but foresight is so much better in the game of rugby league and it's too late they've lost five games in a row they're not playing for um, any pride whatsoever with their jersey. They're not performing for their coach. You've never heard any of the players say anything decent about Nathan Brown like they used to say about Ivan Cleary. And I look back to when Ivan had that four-year tenure and he wanted an extra extra three years on his contract and the Warriors said, nah, mate, we'll only give you one year. And then he goes off, does a bit here and there and ends up taking the Penrith Panthers to a premiership mm. victory last year and is likely to do the same again this year. They're the people that you can't afford to lose. They're the people that are the future of the club and they've replaced Ivan Cleary with someone that is slightly Mickey Mouse that doesn't have any respect in the club whatsoever and can't even be bothered living in Aotearoa to run our NRL team. So he's the wrong man for the job, but replacement-wise, I don't think there's anyone out there unless you want to give Steve Price a tap on the door and see what he's doing in Queensland at the moment. So he might be able to Mm. come over and sort a few things out. But there's no answers for the Warriors. They're performing below par. I heard Reese Walsh saying yesterday... The team needs to be accountable for the mistakes that they made. And I'm like, Reese, what about the intercepts you gave away, buddy, to Saab on the ran away on a scoring try? Like, let's get ownership ourselves. We are performing bad because there's no team culture, because there's dissension in the ranks, because we know our coach doesn't want to move to the country that we all want to live in and play in. And it needs to be said, questions need to be asked of the players and management that... I don't think replacing Nathan Brown is going to make any difference to the Warriors this year, and it sounds like he's not going to be there next year. No, it might not even be there tomorrow by the sound of it. It's 10.32 here on uh, SCNZ. Uh, short break for the news with our when we come back. Plenty more to talk about with Jamie Wall and Lavina Good. The panel. Lavina, good with us this morning, as is Jamie Wall. And Jamie, first result for the Black Ferns, a positive one. So they get back on the winning ways under Wayne Smith initially. 23-10 over Australia. Did, what did you make of that? Uh, well, definitely a game of two halves uh, yesterday. Um, they looked uh, all at sea in the first. And there was <laughs> definitely all at sea because it was absolutely hosing down yesterday. And I don't know. 
Um, but it was really puzzling to see them try and run the ball from everywhere and do quick taps and and pretty much just play dry weather football. Um, and the Wallaroos just turned around and uh, straight up the middle and thoroughly deserved it. Uh, it was 10-0 lead just before half time before the Black Ferns finally kind of realised that they probably need to take a more direct approach. And then when they in the second half that paid dividends because they, they pretty much rolled over the top of them, scored uh, three really good tries and, um, you know, set themselves up for, you know, it's a good bit of momentum um, heading into this, this tournament because they really needed it. Uh, there were seven days in that team yesterday. Um, uh, a couple of them acquitted themselves really, really well, um, especially Luce Ford, Kaipo, Olsen, Baker um, out of Manawatu. She played really, really well. So there's some really promising signs there. Um, however, I will say that, you know, once again, um, the things that let them down were the same things that let them down on that tour, which was set-piece discipline. Um, quite a few line-outs went away. Um, scrum was a little bit wobbly. However, it was fixed really well in the second half when they replaced the entire front row. Uh, so that's some really promising signs. Uh, and, and you know, just a few offsides and silly ruck pen, um just probably gave... The Australians far more of a chance in that game than they probably deserved. However, you know, the Aussies did play pretty well. But, uh, you know, like I said, good start. A new new regime, I guess you can you could say, um, the new culture of the team. Um, and, uh, and I think that, um, you know, it was always going to be pretty messy uh, to start off with. The good thing is, is that while the, while they didn't really start that well, they definitely finished well. So looking forward to next weekend. Um, big game up here in Auckland against uh, Canada on Sunday. So hopefully you can turn out for that one. Lavina, what did you make of it? I'd like to make an official apology to Wayne Smith. I critiqued uh, the fact that, that he would be the head coach of the Black Ferns. I felt as though with the changing of the game, there were some opportunities for some female coaching to maybe take over the national side. But I had the pleasure of interviewing Wayne, actually, on Thursday prior to the game. And uh, before we got the cameras rolling, he just kept saying how excited and how proud and how privileged he was to be coaching this side. And then I managed to have a little court at all with a number of team members, and they all said the same thing, like he carry so much mana and they feel so privileged that he's in that head role and they'll play out of their skin to make sure that they perform really well out on the pitch for Wayne Smith. So I feel as though um, that criticism from me was unjustified, uh, not just because of the interview, but also the performance from the Blackburns. They had to come from behind to beat the Wallaroos. The, the Wallaroos were there to play. I interviewed them as well and their captain, Shannon Parry, who, mark my word, will one day be the coach of that Australian female rugby side, said, we're here to rewrite the history books. We haven't beaten the Black Ferns in 19 test matches, and now it's time to do it. And they started just like that with their attitude uh, out on the rugby field. But the Black Ferns had to come from behind a, a side that has faced a really dramatic, tumultuous start to the year on the back of that uh, European tour. Uh, new coach debutantes coming in, questions as to the team culture and what's happening and I really thought they had to dig deep for that performance. So as they look forward to the World Cup, I would say they're in a much better place than what they were when they came back from that tour. They've got the right man for the job as they move forward but the most important thing is and I'm very much unlike the Warriors is that the Black Ferns, the women in that rugby team are certainly playing for their coach and they want to win for their coach and that's how come they played so well in that second half against Australia yesterday. 
All right, well, Lavina, I'll, uh, I'll stay with you. Well, let's hope the same can be said then now about the White Ferns uh, under their new coach, Ben Sawyer. Oh, it's the worst-kept secret in town there for about a week. But he is the new coach for the White Ferns, and tomorrow he comes up with his Commonwealth Games squad. So uh, he, he's uh, straight into the business side of it. Uh, so, Lavina, um, yeah, what have you made of, of that? And it, it seemed to take forever to come to this point, but maybe that's just me. It took too long to, to name um, Sawyer. No, he's 42 years of age. He's, he's just signed up on that two-year contract. And I, I've kind of followed his career a bit over in Australia. I think he's been part of that fast bowling coaching team for a while now and has certainly had an impact on to the successful um, ventures of the Australian cricket team. So he brings with him a wealth of experience and the ability to be able to, to coach a women's cricket side, which is really cool. Initially, I wasn't too sure if they would um, opt to go with him, but I see that the captain of the White Sands, Sophie Devine, has come out and said that they wholly support the decision for Ben um, and they'll play tremendously well for him. But, yeah, I mean, the Commonwealth Games are just around the corner in Birmingham, so he'll have to find a way to gel the new players. And there's a lot of new players as well. We talked a few weeks ago about the changing of the garden. You know, the performance from the White Ferns in that um, World Cup series, I was really critical of them. I thought maybe that they had to have some new players come in because some of the maturing players had certainly seen the best of their cricketing years behind them and it was time for a change. So whether or not, you know, New Zealand cricket went, a, went about it the right way, I, I don't know the answer to that. But I was hoping for change and there is a change now. There's some new blood, there's some new players coming in and now they have an experienced coach, which they do say have the backing of the players, so onwards and upwards for women's cricket in New Zealand at this stage. Yeah, absolutely. Jamie, what I find a little bit interesting about this whole process, his forte in the game, Ben Sawyer, is fast bowling. Uh, he's the bowling coach of Australia and he's, he's moulded a pretty good unit there, there's no doubt about it. He comes into a side now which was picked, we understand, without his knowledge, uh, in terms of the contracts anyway, which does not include our best fast bowler for the last five to six to seven years, and Leah Tahuhu, immediately he doesn't have her, even though she was still available. Find that a little bit interesting. Yeah, yeah, you're exactly right. This is, I was just about to um, bring up that, you know, while it's, it's good that, uh, you know, New Zealand cricket are making some bold moves around this team, you know, a team that's, that's underperformed, uh, as we've just mentioned, um, that they've done it in this way, that they've cleaned house uh, and then brought in a guy who wasn't part of that house cleaning exercise. So they're, they're giving him a team that, that he he now has to kind of work with. And like you say, uh, he doesn't have probably the key weapons that he wants in there uh, to, 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 to mould into a unit. Um, he's got a very young side um, to, to work with. Uh, you know, lacking experience. Um, you know, there's a lot of promise in there. Don't get me wrong. Like, I, 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 I don't ha- have that much of a problem with what they've done with the white fence there because something clearly uh, needs to change. But you would think, at the very least, that if you were going to overhaul this system, uh, this culture, as much as you possibly were, that you would bring someone in who is going to lead that change right from the start because it, it very much feels like he's kind of just been brought in and been given a, 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 an assignment that, that he didn't really have any, any hand in making. I mean, unless there's something that they're not telling us. But uh, I'd be very interested to see what he can do. The good thing about this situation, I think, is that they now go to the Commonwealth Games, which is obviously like a bit of an anomaly of a tournament. Um, and 
if they don't do well in this, there's obviously not as much pressure on the, with the home World Cup. So they sort of have this rebuilding phase uh, to work with here. So, I mean, good luck to Ben Sawyer um, and his young, his young team. Um, but, uh, you know, they, they obviously, after this is done, they need to start producing some results. Uh, Lavina, New Year's, uh, not New Year's, Queen's birthday on his list over the weekend. And Dame Ruth Aiken. Nice. Very deserving. Very deserving. Um, I had the fortune of interviewing her for several years when I was presenting the netball um, many years ago, back in the day before the wrinkles, mate. That's when they hire TV presenters is when you don't have wrinkles. Um, but Dame Ruth, honestly, <laughs> a, a, a worthy, definitely a worthy recipient. And the thing for me, when I was interviewing her and I first met her, she had a couple of kids on the bench that were going over to Australia, these pimply little teenagers, you know, 16 and 17 years of age, Laura Langman and Casey Corpua, or Casey Williams as she was back then. And and they were babies. And thanks to Ruth Aiken, she didn't just develop them into being key figures on the netball court, but they were leaders of their sport. And they turned out to be the most phenomenal communicators. And they were shy kids from the Waikato that didn't even, you know, play in front of a stadium or an indoor court most of the time. And she helped develop them not just to be great netballers, but fabulous leaders in the community. And I think it's very, very worthy that she is the recipient here at the Queen's Birthday Weekend because, you know, she's one person that has given a lot of her trade and her skill, not just to be a great coach by being a technical, astute netballer, but by teaching young people how to become great people. And she deserves every accolade she gets. Might have to save your bickies for the weekend of uh, September 24th, 25th, Jamie Wall, because, uh, well, you'll get a, pre- a press pass anyway, but anyone coming to Auckland might not, might have to save their bickies. It looks as if uh, the All Whites will be playing Australia on the 25th of September. Uh, the All Blacks playing Australia on the 24th. That's not a bad bonanza. Oh, I'll be keen to get on the bickies if you are, Smithy. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's going to be a great weekend. Um, there's, uh, it's been, what, t- 10 years, 10, 11 years since uh, the All Whites have played Australia and uh, how I can't, yeah, I was just looking at the stats before. It's just been, I can't believe it's taken this long um, to get uh, some sort of fixture against a team that really that should be happening every year when you, when you think about it. I know obviously um, international football is a bit of a different beast than, say, rugby or cricket uh, in terms of organising international fixtures, but this is going to be awesome, um, especially if uh, the All Whites can pull off uh, a big one in that um, World Cup qualifier because this will be seen. Uh, is obviously a massive momentum uh, into the World Cup. But even if they don't make it, this is still just going to be a huge, huge event uh, for the game uh, here in Auckland because of the... Uh, but just because they haven't... It's such a rare occurrence. I was at the Phoenix against uh, Western Sydney Wanderers game not that long ago. Really good turnout um, for that game because there's just so much passionate support for football here and I think they're going to pull in a lot of non-people uh, who probably wouldn't uh, pay that much attention to football in the country as well just because uh, the, I, I just think there's a lot of good feeling around um, the, the All Whites at the moment. You know, they're a good young side, um, very talented, mm-hmm. um, very diverse bunch and just a likeable team. So, yeah, really, really looking forward to this one. Yep, absolutely. Uh, Lavina, good. Jamie Wall have been our panellist this morning. Thank you very much, Lavina. You might want to uh, head away and catch up with uh, an announcement from the Daily Telegraph, which has just said Warriors uh, severed ties 
with their coach prior even to the scheduled emergency meeting. So I'll leave you two to digest that um, and come up with it w- with what you will. It is 10.46. Thank you so much for your input. We shall have another panel tomorrow morning at the same time, and I'll bet your button dollar uh, the Warriors are on that list as well. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91